1: Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the
0: LinkedIn Rockstars!
2: It's Mike O'Neill with Rock the World with LinkedIn. We've got an amazing show today. This is one of those extra shows. I did a show with Manix Acklin. And Manix and I hit it off so well. And this technology that they have in terms of doing scientific research and, and, and keeping track of all of these things that parallel other things in the office and technology space that I've worked with in the scientific research community... We're Sony. We're going to do an extra show, and this is a conversation that we had that kind of led up to the big interview. And I just couldn't hold it back. I just think we've got to release this as a show. So let's go on in and join the conversation that I recently had with Mannix Ackley. So, is there a, a, a visual element to it? You said,
3: yeah. So one of the things that happens in in pharma. Um and research around the world is that you've got people doing fundamental research, but in different cultures, in different places around the world. So you know there isn't really um, you know using the English language to communicate what you're doing in a lab isn't necessarily the easiest thing to understand if you're you know halfway around the world in a in a, in a, in a culture that where English is not the native language so um, our our technology uses a visual interface uh, so um, and that's really important because when you're trying to convey... I mean, the, the most important thing in research is reproducibility. <laughs> if I do something and I publish it, Mike should be able to grab that and do the exact same thing I do and get the same results to confirm that, in fact, my data is is valuable. And right now in industry, reproducibility rates are very low, like 11%, um, depending on, on what you look at. So if you can't reproduce what I've done... Then it's really, it's not useful. You can't build on it, right? Research and discovery gets hindered. So, a lot of that has to do with how things are documented and how people communicate with each other. And so, we've created a visual interface, and um, you know, we use pictures. Like instead of saying centrifuge, we've got a picture of a centrifuge, the exact one we used in the lab. So you can see it, and whether or not you can understand the word centrifuge, um, the image will tell you exactly what we're doing. So, the platform what? is image based. Say again?
2: Like uh, flashcards.
3: Sort of like flashcards. And then we couple them into a workflow. And then when you're doing stuff in the lab, you can just gesture on the screen instead of typing. And that tells the person on the other side what you're doing. So it's a gesture-driven, image-based user interface.
2: That's a mouthful, but it makes so much sense. That's, that's fantastic.
3: Yeah, our goal was essentially—I mean, if we can help reproducibility, the cost of discovery goes down, the speed of discovery goes up, the cost of medications go down, and things become more affordable. Uh, so that's the big blue sky.
2: Well, if it's if it's fact, it should be reproducible somehow. I mean, right. if it's not fact, if right. I mean, didn't it doesn't come down to uh, ultimate like truth and fact.
3: Well, it's 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 that's true, but you could. Me easily misunderstand what i've I've written, for example, in a document and assume that I, I was doing something a certain way when in fact that's not how I was really doing it, and then you try to reproduce it and it fails, and then you and I have to you know somehow reach each other, you might give up, I might you know and so forth so this kind of takes that out of the equation. this is like what I really, really did, and you can follow along and do it exactly the way I did I got it yeah uh,
2: making sure that the standard applies to to the process,
3: right, right, and this way recipe,
2: right? You know, if you, if you don't have the same ingredients on the other side,
3: exactly. So what we allow you to do is share the ingredients and the recipe. That's a, that's a really great way of putting it. Uh, we we allow you to share the ingredients exactly as you have them with the other person, and share the recipe. Anyone use that term before? I I I think that's a first for me, <laughs> but it's well, but yeah, it's spot, on. It's spot on, spot
2: well, on. I. I get it. You know, there's so there's so much that's going on, like in politics now. That's not based on fact. It's based on you know bending of words and fear, and everything. And uh, if if things in in, in certain, if we can all agree to go to the facts, you know, well, it's a, it's arithmetic, and that was what was like a, Clinton said. It was just a matter of arithmetic.
3: Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And this this you want to you want to at least you know, convey what you're doing. The the other thing about the way we've done our platform is that, you know, like currently a scientist will do some stuff in the lab and they'll jot some notes in their notebook. Then they'll go back to their desk and write up what they did. And there is a latency could be like an experiment could be five hours, six hours long. When they get back to their desk to type up what they did, they leave out pieces, stuff they don't remember details. And by making this thing tablet based, like on a mobile device, they gesture on the screen as they're doing it, and it does all the typing for them. So as they're gesturing on the screen, on the back end, this thing is writing up a full report for them. And so this, this really captures exactly what they did in a format that's easily understood by other people.
2: Yeah, there's an analogy I'd have in that. Um, my, uh, I help uh, care for my parents. They're, they're elderly and stuff, and they go into the hospital often. Uh, not as often as they used to but 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 often Mm -hmm. and uh when they get there the doctor comes in and and talks to them in the emergency room Mm -hmm. and they've got someone who's real time typing stuff as they're kind of like transcribing and writing all this stuff down in real time not not when she's done she goes and writes up her notes
3: Mm
2: -hmm. it happens real time transcribing so it's almost like a court reporter
3: yeah like a stenographer yeah
2: yeah stenographer yep and um um, just not to not to miss one one little thing, right? You know? Yeah,
3: exactly, exactly. And you know what's that's why hospitals are looking at at our our software as well, because in in a hospital setting, you've got point of care. We um we can capture quickly what's what's happening there with images, for example, like observations of you know, the patient said they have a rash. You could type it, or you can actually use our platform, take an image, and it's there. And you click a button called share and it goes directly to the next physician or whomever else you need to share that information with within the organization. So, um, but that's a, that's a really good point. And one thing that a patient doesn't want to see is a doctor looking at a screen. They want to see the doctor's face when they're talking to them and, um, using a tablet, it, the doctor, you know, with gestures, the doctor doesn't go up to a keyboard. They have a tablet. It's benign it's sitting there. They're gesturing and they're talking to the patient, making eye contact. And so, this is really important because you know I have um, I have a family member who's spent quite a bit of time in the hospital and you know I saw firsthand like you did um, exactly how how point of care is critical.
2: Yes, I had what I hadn't factored in or thought about uh, early earlier on was the the visual element that's so much in medicine and science and um, um, testing. Mm-hmm. Um has a has a visual side to it. I mean, like if you if you stir it counterclockwise instead of clockwise, you know, you get a different yeah. result. I mean, it'd be kind of ridiculous, right. but
3: right, um, right. I mean, a lot of that stuff right now is written text. I mean, they'll say, you know, for example, the the sample looked, you know, murky. Well, what is that? Or the edges of the cell, for example, looked ruffled. Well, what is that? So, with this, um, you can communicate that. And you know, like they say, a picture's worth a thousand words. I could just show you a picture, and you'll be like, uh huh, I see that too. I wonder if these two things are related, somehow. And um, you know, there's a lot of technology that's been put into you know things like social media, Facebook, um, you know, video games. You know, I'm I'm an avid gamer and If you think about what effort's been put into that for the purpose of entertainment and social and you apply that to things that really make a difference like, you know, discovery for life-saving therapies, uh, you can really make a big difference um, in people's lives, you know, applying a lot of that technology in places where people can really use it. Um, So that's kind of what we did. We looked at a lot of the technology available in both life science and in the healthcare setting and said, you know, there's so much more technology in what goes into you know a video game then is available to these people who are trying to save other people's lives. Can we use this technology in the right setting to really make a a difference for for patient outcome
2: yeah, I'll bet you're always looking for where's the next bucket of of, of application for this because there's so many things could it be manufacturing could it be an, an um, auto repair or um, yeah. insurance right i mean all, all all kinds of places where a picture um you know it looks rusty. <laughs> okay to yeah. find Rusty could you please
3: right and you're absolutely right I mean you know we've got a website that um, talks about you know the application of life science but the people who contact us are from all walks of life we've got people in, like you mentioned in auto repair who say that you know what i repaired something a week later the customer comes back in and says my, my car is broken again you fixed it last week and I explained to them I fixed this one thing but this is a new problem now you've got a, like a documentation trail that says look here you go this is exactly what I did last week, and here's why it's different today. And so we have all different kinds of people uh, from finance people to uh, clinical trial people, hospital people, life science people, um, field service, hotels. I mean, all sorts of different people um, need to communicate. Um, and this tool um, will hopefully uh, help, help them.
2: Amazing. Um, uh, talk, tell me about the devices themselves.
3: So um, the devices are just generic. Um, so we're right now on the like, the iPad um, and the Samsung Galaxy tablet. Um, you could install it on your iPhone or you could install it on your, your, your Samsung Galaxy phone. Um, and the software itself uh, creates an environment that's like a canvas. And um, so we wanted to make it platform agnostic. So this way anybody could put it on their favorite device. And uh, we also wanted to make it so that um, people could access it. Um, even if, for example, they didn't have internet connectivity, uh, so that's that's an important thing. A lot of the, you know we take that for granted because we've got Wi-Fi everywhere here. In a lot of countries, they don't, um, and so we wanted to make it so that you could use it offline, and then when internet connectivity was available, it would sync up. Um, so, so yeah, so we've offered it this way, and we also have a desktop edition for people with a regular, uh, desktop PC, so that they could look at you know things on a larger screen if they need to.
2: So, it, is it a, a web app or is it a fat app that, that that installs on the on the device?
3: So it's a client. Uh, so the the app will is is actually a native application. So you install on like an Android an APK, um, and then on your desktop it would be an executable. So these are native native applications.
2: Wow, wow! You know, um, I, I I gotta say, Maddox, that's the first half of our show right there. Oh, that was fast. It's amazing how we begin. We begin just talking, and we want to make that the show. <laughs> so, great. Uh, come back at at uh, at break, and we're going to talk about music and things of such nature. I want to see how we could apply this sort of stuff. Maybe we'll explore the space in music.
0: More from Rock the World with LinkedIn when we return.
1: WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here.
0: Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Rock the World with LinkedIn continues only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
2: Hey, we're coming back from break. It's Mike and Mannix, the Mike and Mannix Show. Welcome back, Mannix.
3: Thank you. Um,
2: hey, uh, our, our audience out here, they, they come from all different sorts of backgrounds, and some of them are, are, are more visual than others. If you're actually out in the field, like you talked about, um, gathering, gathering information, um, you might be uh, a, an, an adjuster, maybe even after storms and stuff, right? Taking pictures to put into what, some sort of an automated process with the, with the product?
3: Yeah. Yeah. You could actually capture images, voice, video and string them into a process. So this way it says, you know, you've got a a visual representation of everything that you did, um, which you can then share instantly with someone halfway around the world. And they will see as you're going through it step by step what you're experiencing, what you're seeing. And then they could even advise. They could say, hey, you know what? You saw this. Check that too. Um, So it's a it's a documentation tool, but also an assistance tool to help the person who's out there in the trenches in the field. Um, resolve whatever whatever problem they're trying to tackle.
2: Well, out in the field, so often things are rather complicated, and you've got the well. If it's this and this and this and this and this, then you got to do that, right? And those processes be pretty complicated. I picture you know a- automobiles. We used to. I used to be able to replace a carburetor on a car, and now I can. You know, where's the hood?
3: Right, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> more, yeah. more the
2: more the process and stuff. And uh, uh, hey, we we heard uh we heard you're from Jersey area out there. With that that be a, a a musical place
3: yeah kind of yeah <laughs> that's right that's right
2: you know a few a few names come to mind out there um you know i'm old old school and all um you know the piano man is is, is high on my list
3: absolutely absolutely um, had, had
2: the had the original vinyl actually you know when it came out on the store music comes out on tuesdays
3: no kidding Okay. Uh,
2: back then, So, uh, oh, Bon Jovi comes to mind, but Springsteen is the one that comes most to mind for me. Of course, he's still putting it out. Was just here in Minneapolis twice in the last like year and a half.
3: Um, that's that's fantastic. I mean, he's he's one of my favorite favorite artists. Um, he's just kind of tried and true, and stayed stayed to his original form. Uh, so that I have a lot of respect for him.
2: He looks really fit, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's
3: definitely taking care of himself. That's that's key. Let me, key.
2: Let me share the, the quick little Springsteen story from the show here because this is this is un, unprecedented. He's uh he's got the walkway out and back, right? He's doing this little walkway. You know, you've probably seen this current set it goes out to the music, to the to the sound booth area out there, and there's a little like a little catwalk out there, and he's talking and talking, and some girl, some some young girl hands him a candy bar. I kid you not, like a, like a Milky Way. And he takes a bite off of it, and he can't sing, like <laughs> right this, he just can't sing. And, and he's trying to, and, and the band just keeps going, they just keep singing the song, you know, another chorus, another one, another one. Then someone hands him a beer, and he chugs the beer, and he slams it down, and then he starts singing.
3: That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome.
2: He got cotton mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's great.
2: That's and, great. Uh, he slammed the beer, uh, you know, drank it and slammed it down, and then just picked right on up into the song and did a uh, dive back to the stage from there. This is early on in the show. He thought he oh, not afraid to dive out there, is he?
3: How far? How, how long ago was this? Was this recently?
2: uh that was about a year and a half ago.
3: No kidding! Wow, that's, yeah, that's thought, fantastic.
2: What up? You know, he's really kept himself fit, hasn't
3: he? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, he's he's taking good care of himself, and I think that. Um, he's he stayed to his original, you know, what what, what his his uh, his magic was back in the day is still evident today. He hasn't tried to morph with, you know, uh, trying to change his style or anything. He's stuck to that, and that's why he's got such a loyal following. He's stuck to his original his original game plan.
2: hasn't hasn't done an Aerosmith walk this way sort of thing.
3: No, not quite. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How many times have you seen Bruce?
3: Um, I've seen him twice, uh, unfortunately, only twice, but. Um, very memorable. Very memorable.
2: Well, you're you're in the neighborhood where the B
3: Street Band,
2: um, um, the the uh, the tribute band uh, that I love so much. I, I use them on my Twitter ID, no less. If you go to Mike O'Neill Rocks on Twitter, you see the B Street Band up in my header, and uh, that somehow I got in, I got tied in with the band through a link through LinkedIn somehow, no less. Mm-hmm. And uh, imagine how it is when you have things like music, and you know, I you might even have Springsteen in my profile. We got together somehow. He's got a media company. So there's a there's a there's our title to in for the show. And um, uh, anyhow, I, I I went to the website and I go, I love that image. Can I use it? So I sent him a note, but the image wasn't high res enough. So he sent me a six meg version of it, and there it appears up there, like in peak form. You know, it's, everyone in the band is almost like posing. Um, That's awesome.
3: I awesome. so, uh, you know, Lin- LinkedIn is a very powerful tool. Um, it's amazing how I mean, we you know we hear people reach out to us through LinkedIn all the time, and I'm I'm stunned by how how much it connects people um, so effectively. Um, it's really a very fascinating tool. Well, uh,
2: I have a post that went out this week. It's uh, I'm doing a series called uh, Social Selling with the Eagles, and in the, in the post, I take a, a different Eagles song and apply it somewhere. And this week was Those Shoes. And in those shoes we talk about your interests, the things at the bottom of your profile where the shoes would be. And that's where I've got I've got my musical taste. A little section down there called interests. And um gosh, if you don't name three, four, five bands, you get a really idea of somebody somebody's musical taste. So let me do that to you, you know? All right, here we go. Give me your, you know, top five for bands. You can go a little further if you if you like, Mannix.
3: Well, um, you know, I've always I I guess I mean, the police have always been huge for me. I mean, this is kind of older, but uh, the police, uh, Duran Duran, they've always been a big fan. Um, I, uh, Depeche Mode back when I was younger, of course. And, um, those would be like probably my top three off the top of my head. I like artists, individual artists like uh, Bocelli. Um, I think he's fantastic. Chris Boddy. Um, so it's kind of scattered about, but these would be the top five that come to mind.
2: I'm in, I'm in Minnesota. That means Prince.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or, or the or the artist formerly known as Prince, right? I think he's like a symbol now or something like that.
2: Uh, yeah, I th- yeah, kind of goes back and forth to that. Yep. Um have, have you seen the movie Purple Rain?
3: Oh yeah, of course. Yeah.
2: Um, where Purple Rain was filmed is where we used to go dancing on Sunday nights. It was Dry Night. No kidding. And uh, I was the one dancing on the speakers on the side of the stage. I really had my spot with the <laughs> shirt, shirt on button all the way down to my, <laughs> my belly button, fingers in the air, and all that. Drove my Z28 Camaro down there to the show. And, okay. <laughs> and that's right, right, where the, right, right where it was filmed. That's and awesome. It's, it's still a really famous place here. Um, it's right by, right across the street from uh, uh, Target Center and Target Field is only half a block away. So it's, it's our House of Blues sort of, sort of place. It's iconic. Yeah, uh, yeah but Prince. Uh, Prince is still doing it. You know, he 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 had like a whole series of nights here that just you know late night shows too. He does like one o'clock and three o'clock shows. They were doing some special filming.
3: Wow. Yeah, he does a lot of behind the scenes stuff too. I think he helps a lot of um, like you know, from the from the production side helps a lot of different artists as well. Um...
2: Yeah, he's sort of the the definition of music here. Like Springsteen is the definition of
3: music. Here, yeah. Yeah. Of.
2: Um, so do you travel much?
3: Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Yep. Yep. California, Boston. Um, I used to travel to Europe quite a bit, but now it's primarily um, North America.
2: Are you traveling to see customers, partners, funders? What do you, who are you? Yes. Meeting on the road?
3: All, all the above. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, primarily customers or potential customers. And then uh, we've got um, investors and potential distribution partners that we travel to see as well.
2: I can imagine what your meetings look like and the, the power of the demonstration.
3: Yeah, actually, that's you know when we first, you know how they tell you that when you're going to meet with a potential investor, you should have like a 30 second elevator pitch. Or um, so, you know, I tried that early on, and then I said, you know what, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to turn on the device and put it in front of them, random people, and that would suck us into meetings and follow ups and ultimately funding. I just put the device in front of people. They they saw it, they got it. I didn't even say a word, and then they'd say, okay uh let's set up a, a a time to meet and um yeah it's a visual tool and that's how, that's how we got into um where we are today
2: well um i speak periodically uh, about the future um uh, i like to talk about things that are further out there people seem to want me to talk about them and uh future out there i believe is in the world of dashboards where where Things that we do we go over here 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 and here, call it your inboxes everywhere, and the mm-hmm. dashboard brings them all into one place at one time into that that programmable process mm-hmm. what do you I, I see I see your product playing playing a role in something like that
3: yeah we actually so we we did that and we intentionally created the back end of the product to be open ended so it can talk to other systems and pull that into you. it has its own little dashboard as well um and we we did that intentionally. So our, our goal wasn't to displace existing technologies, but to kind of pull them together. There's so many systems out there, but they're disparate. So uh, we wanted to create something that would pull information from those external things onto one one screen um, that you know that's also mobile. So this way, just like a dashboard, like you described, uh, we could pull information from and push information to other systems.
2: Right, roll it up, right, and, and yeah. manage it by exception.
3: Yep, exactly. Exactly.
2: Beautiful, yeah, I, I, I to- totally get that. so there's a, is, is there a protocol on the back end that's sort of like like you have TCP on the internet, is there a protocol on the back end for, for the, the kind of work that the, the kind of interfacing you're talking about, or: some yeah.
3: yeah, so we use standard industry uh, protocols um, depending on the environment. Uh, sometimes they're heavily encrypted. Um, because if, especially if it's like private health information or something, um, but yeah, we've got, we use standard communication systems so that this way we can integrate and talk to other, other systems. We don't want to obfuscate, um, how we communicate. Uh, so we use standard XML, JSON, API calls. Beautiful. Yeah, I can, I can see where, um, um, the, uh,
2: the pool of openness with APIs, almost these, these one-to-many APIs would come into play, um, Napier and some of these API hubs. Um, have, you, have you experienced any of that?
3: Well, the, most of the systems that we work with um, are pretty standard. So when we go into a lab um, or in a healthcare facility, they're, they're pretty standardized. Uh, so, you know, we use just regular XML and JSON today. Beautiful.
2: Well, Maddox, how do people reach you? Tell, tell us... Where people can uh, can find out more about you, more about the product. If it's one place, if you got a couple spots, I think our audience would like to know a little bit more. Sure,
3: sure, yeah. The uh, the website for the product is visual assay um, and there's uh, our phone number is 617 data d a t a.
2: Wow, what a great number to have! Wow. <laughs> Thank you. It just didn't just happen to be that way, did it?
3: No, that was a marketing decision, and um, so we did it.
2: Beautiful, beautiful. Well, Manix, thank you so much for being on our show today. i tell you, this is a show like no other we've ever had. I mean, you're in your own league, and uh, I get it, and I think you laid it out in a way that our audience will really sort of understand as well, and and you're doing things for the good of mankind. I really feel the, the, feel the love. I think our audience will as well. We all wish you the best. Thanks for being on the show. This is Mike O'Neill with the – Rock the World with LinkedIn Show. We're on webmasterradio.fm. Come join us every Monday night. Thank you.
0: More from Rock the World with LinkedIn when we return.
1: Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day?
0: The following is an Encore Expert commentary segment of Rock the World with LinkedIn.
2: It's Mike O'Neill with Rock the World with LinkedIn Radio on webmasterradio.fm, and I have expert segments coming up. And I like to do expert segments with guests I've had on the show because I vet them there. And only the best, the most smartest, the coolest, and the most insightful get to become expert segment people
4: here. So I have Donato Dorio. D- D-
2: Donato, hello. Hey, what Mike.
4: You? It's great to be here. And I'm loving the Robert Plant shirt.
2: Uh, yeah, no, our audience doesn't get to see the Robert Plant shirt. But we, if we kind of think about it in his prime, there, there they've got to go.
4: use the imagination.
2: We're inspired by that kind of stuff. Both of us are. So, uh, you know, one of the things, that uh, Led Zeppelin came on board really quick. You know the speed that they came on board was just amazing, and so you had talked about the theme of speed for our for our stuff here and uh, for our expert segments. Let's talk about speed. What do you? What's what's the number one thing that that comes to your mind in your your environment with regard to speed and sales and 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 the activities that go with that?
4: Well, of of course, you know LinkedIn. Everybody's using it, and how do they differentiate? How does how does person A differentiate from person B? And see and the, the 28th millionth guy that has access to that same data. And speed is the answer. There's a couple solutions to get you to speed, but speed is going to have you win when someone has the exact same data that you do.
2: Okay, The, the early bird gets the worm sort of in a, in a steroidal VPN. The
4: dominating bird gets, gets, gets the sale or the recruits or whatever it is that you're going after.
2: Right. So I'll bet technology comes into play there where, you, gosh, you know, the lead could have been in the slow boat to China or it could have been, you know, the number one priority packet that comes down the wire that goes down to the sales rep that, that boots everything else off the wire because I got a hot one here. Right.
4: How does that happen? You got a hot one. But do you have everything that you need? Do you, do you have that big network? Right. You and I, we have we have the big network. So we don't have to go through second, third connections. So getting a good-sized network is important because, you know, we, we discussed this. We buddied around. Was like, Hey, LinkedIn, it's not, it's not a social network anymore. It's a database. It's a database, and that speed to getting to that person directly is important. You've got to have that process established because if you get something and it's hot, oh, I've got this new contact. He fits. He's a marketing-qualified or sales-qualified person. How, do I have an established process? Do I have something that allows me to immediately react when I get that – in recruiting, they call it a purple squirrel, that exact right candidate that you've been looking for that is the, the whale hunting? How do you react to it? Well, having the big network, having your process established, and, of course, there's a couple others like having a template. Personally, I don't answer my own LinkedIn messages. I can't. I get 100 a day. How, how, do, how, do, how does a C-level person do 100 a day? Do you, you, know, it, you? It, right? It, you know, I think they. I think they have some help. I do as well, and I.
2: I use technology for it. I have a little program called Text Expander that lets me quickly, just with a couple just keystrokes, boom! I send that thank you message. I send that thank you message. I send that thank you message.
4: That's awesome um, in, a, in a response. So it's templated based on the situation that you're in. You're able to respond without having to rewrite things. It's it just shoot it right, for, right from right from inside of uh, wherever you happen to be, like LinkedIn.
2: Yeah, because I've always done a little bit of research on them. Anyone who responds back to me, right, I'm going to look at them a little bit more, and I'm going to look in the lower part of their profile, find a little bit about them and stuff, and send that template like you described back as quick as I can with maybe one sentence somewhere that's kind of personal or special, So it just, but some at the beginning. Not, you don't put that at the end. You put it at the beginning, so you're sure they read it.
4: Well, LinkedIn is such a staple now that you, you can't ignore it, and if you think about it, LinkedIn Mail should be treated no differently than an, an executive's email or a sales leader's vpl or a recruiting leading leader's email. So, you need help. You have one screening that for you. If you're one of these people like us that has tens of thousands of connections, it just doesn't make sense. Have your templates, you know, have Mike's templates. Have that process established and use that use that additional team member as a shared resource. Me, my my profile and my connections are a a company-wide asset. Someone needs to reach out and I'm connected to them or I've got them in my list or I can pull them up in a list. That is a resource that my my entire company can leverage.
2: Wow, it's going to be so fun doing these expert segments with you, Donato. That's brilliant. We could have done a whole bunch of shows out of that one right there, but we got three or four more to come up and I just can't wait to find out what you're going to come up with next.
4: Well, of course- we know that you have to have tools as well to be to be speedy, to be fast, to dominate your segment. So, of course, tools like our tool capture is a, is a big piece of that. So that, that just allows you to, hey, you may not have that contact data. You may have that LinkedIn profile as it exists with nothing else. What's their Facebook? What's their direct dial number? What's their Facebook link? What's their QAura link where they are on different social networks? All that additional information using LinkedIn as a, as a focal base point is important, and you got to get it fast. Beautiful, beautiful. Donato, uh, I tell you, where do people find out more information? Brawlhook.com slash capture. And when you're there, I say this one thing. There's a little link that says demo wall. You click on that, and the only way I could describe it is it's drop your jaw cool. Check drop out the demo the, wall. Beautiful, beautiful. Hey, there's...
2: There's expert segments for Rock the World with LinkedIn Radio on webmasterradio.fm. Thank you, Donato, for being my expert guest. We'll do some more of these, huh?
4: You got it, Mike.